three, two, one. We are on the air. Hello, everybody. This is Thesis. Everything is everything. I am your host, Jay Marie. Welcome to the show today. Hope you are finding yourself healthy and safe today. I want to thank you for stopping by. Um, thank you. The numbers continue to grow slowly, and we are so happy about that here. And I just wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to all you out there, listeners, new listeners, old listeners, those of you who stuck around. Thank you so much. We are loving it. So I am coming to you live from Zombieland. Today, it is April. I have no idea what today is. It doesn't matter what today is because every day is the same as the next day. When the world comes to a halt, every day is the same. It's instead of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. It's this day, that day, the other day. That's what it is like now. Anyhow, zombie land, but we're doing good. We are rapidly coming uh, coming to normal, I think. Soon, Governor Abbott said April 30th, we're good to go. So in Texas, uh, they're not going to extend it past April 30th. And uh, I hope the counties follow suit because the counties seem to be wanting to put their own dates on there. But... Once the governor says, "Hey, let's 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 get it all back in motion," then then these counties have to follow. <clears throat> so we're in good shape. We're in good shape. We're happy about that. And as far as everything else, who cares? Corona. I mean, everybody's tired of it. We just want to get back to work. Well, you know, we, the people, want to get back to work. Correct. Good. I was thinking about uh, something yesterday. Kind of did a little research, of course, you know, we want to have our facts or our data straight. Uh, and so today we're going to talk a little bit about thesis, not the show, but the thesis. Uh, I think in some ways I haven't quite uh, figured out exactly how this relates, but I think as we work through it, we might find out that it, it actually does relate in some ways. Uh, to the thesis. Okay. So as uh, for as far as as far as we can tell, as far as we can go back, it seems like mankind has always had an affinity with the sky, right? Um, some scholars say it's because that's where God is, and they were searching searching for God and. So it was always, let's look towards God, which is up in the sky. I've heard an explanation like that before. Uh, but it's a lot of these uh, ancient cultures uh, that would use um, astronomy, you know, uh, aligning their, their, their temples and their structures towards the skies and towards the zodiac signs or whatever, right? Uh, like, like there's a big, big, there's a bigger connection there than just, <clears throat> than just alignment, it seems like. So then we have what is called, 
Uh, okay, well, let's let's back up a little bit. Sorry. So astrology, wait, astronomy is is the science, right? That that you study the stars. Okay. Well, anyway, let's start at the zodiac. Um, so this zodiac calendar. Um, it has a cycle of 26,000 years. And, and for anybody who knows a little, just minute uh, bit amount of the Zodiac, understands that there's these symbols uh, that are ki kind of equally distant <clears throat> in the sky. And there's a cycle where they all cycle through. Uh, it, and it, it takes twenty it takes twenty six thousand years for that cycle to complete itself. So it's a, it's a year, a a zodiac year, basically something like that. What what is interesting though, is that if that cycle takes twenty six thousand years, so you know how we have our cycle of the twelve months, right? Which has nothing to do with planet positions or anything like that but it's a similar calendar ours takes 12 months the zodiac takes uh, 26,000 years okay so what is interesting about the zodiac uh, calendar is is how how could somebody how could anybody one group of people one ordered group of priestly people, whoever. How could anyone or one group of or one lineage of people ever see a whole cycle get completed to be able to create this, this calendar? I hope, I hope you can see what I'm saying is, is 26,000 years is a long time for anything to happen, much less a specific viewing and, and um, uh, uh, charting of a sky. Because in 26,000 years, there is no 20, you don't even know if you'll be around, if your people will be around, you know, to to have ordered any, let's say, priest or, or temple protector or anything to be able to come up with the accuracy of that calendar. So what does that say to us? Well, it's an enigma. I don't know who made it. I don't know how they got the data to make it, but it's accurate because the systems that we have now, today, to chart planets and all of that, I mean, confirm and have confirmed as, as our technology got better, I mean, it confirmed that the zodiac, um, that this cycle is legit and it's all, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good calendar. Okay, now where am I going with this? Okay, because we started at and why is the sky so important, right? Okay, 
So we're look, we looked at the Zodiac for a second. We'll come back to that in a bit. In a lot of um, uh, cultures, the Mayans and, and, you know, other ancient cultures, they had priests uh, study the skies. And these priests, right, these high priests, they were the keepers of the information of the charts of the sky, you know, something like that, right? Why were they looking at the sky? What were they looking for? You know, these are primitive hunter-gatherers. Well, not they weren't primitive because they did have cities, but you know what I mean. What use does the stars, what use do they have for the stars? Charting the stars, following the stars, right? It's, it's an enigma, it's, 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 it's a, no clue. But they did it, and there's theories on to why, and, and this and that, right? But we're looking at, at the question itself, like, okay, stars, the skies, the Mayans, okay? And then this whole zodiac um, chart. Okay, este, now, I wanna get to a few parts of s several things that are said in the Bible that are interesting, that talk about the sky. Now again, I'm gonna ask for your forgiveness because I don't have it in front of me. But those of you who know scripture, even, even remotely will know, you know that you've seen or heard something like this. But anyhow, um, one of the prophets was talking about the end of times and, and he mentions that the, the signs will be in the sky, something like that. Like the sky is gonna give us signs that will let us know that we are near the end of time. Okay, so that's interesting. Okay, the sky, the sky will have signs for us. Interesting. Y'all remember that because we're gonna circle back in a second. Um, the skies will have will have the signs. Uh, the sky will show us signs when the end of the world is coming. Something like that. Okay. Now I want to go to the book of Enoch. Um, the book of Enoch. I've brought it up before. You, if you haven't ever listen to it on audio it's on YouTube it's free it's amazing it's awesome you need to hear it but anyhow in the book of Enoch the story says that he is taken up into the heavens right the sky God takes him or no some angels take him and then they show him the, the words that they use to describe what they show them are a little strange, but I think if you step back, you can kind of see what they mean. Because they showed him the ways of the stars and the ways of the planets, the stations of the planets. And in my mind, that's the way it was translated. In my mind, 
um, I can see, for instance, uh, a graphic. You know, if somebody's showing me a graphic on how the planets circle the sun and how the moons circle the planets, all these movements in their station, in their ways, right? I think that's what it's trying to say. Now, I'm not trying, I, I don't, I'm not saying they showed him a, a, they showed him footage. No. What I think, what I think these words are trying to say is that he was shown these technical ideas on how the stars move and how this, maybe the galaxy is situated, how the, the, the solar system is situated and all the other stuff like that. I think that's what it was trying to show. And so he was shown the importance of, of these, because <clears throat> see, in the sky, there is order. There is order and has been order for so long that somehow, I don't, I don't know how, and we're not going to speculate on that. But the order in the sky, as the way we sit right now, it's a same. It's a similar constant, constant cyclical order that we can trust on to look at for the seasons, for you know. Now, okay. So the zodiac is twenty six thousand years. There's order in the sky for has been for millions of years. Now, as far as how somebody developed the Zodiac, I don't know. We can speculate. I have some, uh, some little far-fetched ideas on that. But we can look at that at another time. Right now, what we want to understand is why have humans always been looking towards the sky? Okay. And just real quick, I want to go back to Enoch. So he was shown these ways of the stars, and he was ordered to, to pass on that information uh, to one of his sons or something, right? That doesn't matter. But he was ordered to pass on that information that they showed him. Why? That's going to be... A, one of the big questions here is why. So this story about uh, about Enoch, there's similar stories throughout history of stuff like happening like that, where a a god or an angel or the gods uh, in in charge. Um, Charged, them, uh, charged somebody with a safekeeping of some certain kind of knowledge. And those people we call like high priests or those things. That's, those who, that's who those folks were. Those keepers of, of knowledge, of certain knowledge. So now, let's try to circle back. I've been rambling a little bit, but we're, we're getting there. Why is the, why is, why is the, the studying of the sky so important? Why? 
for us here on earth. Because the, the, sky, the signs, the signs will be in the skies. All right. What does that mean? When Jesus comes back, I don't know. But I know some signs that will be in the sky. Okay, it's time to use our little imagination. Okay, so let's 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 forward our our through time in space to a moment when because look one day the sun is going to burn out it's going to run out of fuel one day the sun might blow up one day we might crash into our galaxy might crash into another galaxy these things are possible okay a rogue planet flying through space, you know, these type of things. Estem. So, what signs will be in the sky? Well, we know that scientifically these things can happen. These, these, these bodies, these heavenly bodies crashing into each other, meteors, planet collisions, uh, supernovas, all of these things, right? So at some point, we can uh, rest assured that it will happen in our solar system. Whether we'll be around, the species, human species will be around or not, who knows, right? <sighs> Delicious. But we were given some, some key information to... To keep us prepared, what do you mean? Well, the signs will be in the sky. There's an order in the sky which helps us find uh, new planets, uh, rogue objects, meteorites, comets. Why? Because for the most part, everything moves in a similar fashion where it's been tracked um, where it's been charted you know all of this stuff the movement of our planet through space but in the, in the pattern that it does allows for a, a a similar order pattern ordered patterns in the sky that are replicated day after day year after year century after century with slight variations course because of the tilt of the earth now okay if if our gravitational pull was lessened and we started inching closer to the Sun it can be measured it can be seen by what we see in the sky if our galaxy is going to crash into another galaxy. We'll see it in the sky before it happens. If the sun 
is uh, running out of fuel, if it's about to blow up or whatever, we'll see it. We'll notice it. The signs will be in the sky. The sky tell us. <clears throat> the sky tells us a lot of things. It can even warn us of impending calamity, catastrophe, in some ways, because the catastrophe that comes from out there, uh, it's usually not something that you recuperate recuperate from. But see, now we can see why it is always important and why it has been important to look at the stars and to chart the skies and to make markers in Stonehenge and to point your, your temples in a particular direction. Now we see why it is important. Because up there, by looking up there, We'll, we'll know the order of things. Now, there is astrology, and astrology looks at the zodiac, but it infers it's a little bit different. Astrology, I like the concept of, of they have the charts, they know these charts, these people who study astrology know the ways and the, uh, uh, and the patterns of the skies. You know, they look at it through a different scope uh, because depending on what part of the sky, this planet, that planet, that might be depend on your mood or who was born that day, those type of things. And that's fine. That's their craft. Um, and whether you believe it or not, doesn't matter. The thing is, there's a lot of sky watchers out there who know these, these patterns. And when these patterns change abruptly and in a major way, then we can safely assume that something huge is happening out there. And so as a warning to mankind that, that you know, the day of the, of the Lord is near, and that, you, that can kind of translate to, you know, the end of the world. And I think, and I think there will be one of those days, the end of the world. And like we said, there, it, can, it can happen all kinds of ways, you know. Uh, but by looking at the sky, at least we'll have forewarning. <laughs> you know, okay, and I, and, I, and I dig, okay? It's important. Hey, let's say I'm the astrologer guy. Hey, some, you know, you see something going on in space. You come out and you tell the people, hey, something's going on out there. I think we're going to, we're about to crash into another galaxy. Prepare your souls. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes, it's, it's good to know these things because there is the knowledge and wisdom behind all of that. Um, but, yeah, it's like futile. <coughs> It'll be futile 
you know. Anyhow, never mind all that. The the important thing is that I think this is why um, we always hear about the sky and the stars and the charting of the planets and the zodiac and all of this stuff because there is so much importance in knowing the order and the pattern of the planets that we that we reside uh, with our neighbors and our planets. And remember, there's other star systems out there. Now, by our measure, they are far, far away. But in the measurement, in, in the scale of, of the universe, um, they're, they're right next door. Alpha Centauri, uh, whatever the next closest star is. You know, I mean, they might be a, a million light years, pardon me, a million light years away or whatever. I don't know how far that is, but in the, oh, pardon me. Oh, my goodness. Forgive me. That was like a hiccup. But in the scale of the universe, that's nothing, right? So that's why it's important. That is why it is important. And has been important for, I think, um, for people um, of, of many different cultures in the past and whatever. That's why they've been studying the stars. I think for something, something uh, like that, um, for forewarning, maybe of calamity uh, or something like that because because they do revere the sky some of these ancient cultures i mean like we said they aligned they aligned their buildings towards specific symbols zodiac symbols or or planets or or whatever and that is why well I think that is one of the reasons why. Maybe religiously they had certain things that they they would do religiously that they needed to honor a certain zodiac symbol. I mean, there's no telling. I'm sure there's information out there about it. But the sky, the sky shows us order. And when that order changes up there, then we we have um, then we have a, a big a big problem uh, on our hands because because when when something happens that we're you know when we're talking about the sun blowing up, we're gone. The day of the Lord, the day of, of, of God. Like that's the way they describe the end of the world in in the scriptures. So it's like you can see how how they would you can see how God or the priest or whoever whoever would tell the people prepare your souls when the when the end is near, when the day of God is near, the day of the Lord is near. Why? 
because it's over. That's when, that's the real end of the world in a scientific uh, lens. When something happens to the sun or when some external earth loses its gravitational, whatever, right? That's the end of the world scientifically. Nobody knows when it's going to happen. But the wise and the knowledge, knowledgeable know that it will eventually happen at some point. That it will eventually happen. So that's why these priests, that's why these cultures, that's why there's always been this affinity with, with the stars. I think, at least, this is my opinion. For a long time, I still can't get over the cycle of the Zodiac is 26,000 years. Now, without technology, without telescopes, without measuring instruments, um, without somebody sitting there, because let's say you, you look up and you notice, oh, look, there's a pattern in the sky, right? Because this is how they tried to explain it to us in the history books. Like, like... One day there was a Mayan and he just looked up and noticed, wow, there's a pattern in the sky and it happens every night. Why don't I just sit here and look at it and chart it? Okay, fine. I can see that happening. But this is 26,000 year chart. Who, how, or what could have possibly made that chart without technical instruments? Without scientifical measuring instruments? How? weird you know we're not going to get into that but but that is an amazing question like wow okay correct how could anybody have written uh how could anybody have charted that because if you think in the in the in the scope of things you notice something and you sit there and watch it whatever it may be right you see it and there's a certain pattern and uh oh so you cycle through the whole pattern however long it takes and then you notice it again. Oh, the pattern is repeating itself. Okay, okay, hold on. You're counting, you're measuring, whatever. Okay, wow. And then it cycles again. So you got to see it several times. I think before you can accurately say, oh, wow, look, it circled back around, you know, the age of Taurus, right? Taurus is right in the middle of the sky. And then you're there, you're sitting there. And then 26,000 years later, oh, shit, here comes Taurus again. What? It just cycled through, but it took 26,000 years. Good Lord. Hold on. We got to double check. And so we look. Another 26,000 years. Taurus cycles away, cycles through. All the other stations cycle through. Boom. Here comes Taurus again. Another 26,000 years later. Okay. Something's going on. We need to chart this. Y'all kind of see where I'm going? It's like, wow. Because I'm not questioning who, what, you know, who or what. I'm quite, I'm just like, amazed at the fact that this these charts exist because who could have possibly sat there and seen it all or whatever you, you understand what i'm saying who could have possibly done that coffee oh my god coffee is so good yeah, so who could have possibly sat there that long? And, and you know, and I'm just saying this 
um, out loud because we know we know nobody could have sat there that long. You know, but for the for this for this system of tracking um, the zodiac signs across the sky in a equally divided pattern and station, it's just amazing. It's very scientific, very technological, very advanced thinking, if you ask me. So then we can get into that a little bit. So when I, so when we look at someone, let's say who studies astrology, right? They, astrology is the horoscope, for instance. You know, a lot of people use their charts or their computerized systems, but then some people are old school who actually have the charts of the skies and stuff. And I mean, even if they just follow, let's say, a site that gives them the charted, you know, but there's there are some people who are more expert at the actual charts themselves. Uh, and, you know, and then like, so in some ways, when we think of someone like that, we think of them as like, you know, I don't know, like mystical or or fortune teller or something, right? Now, I personally, uh, the horoscope, I don't believe, like for instance, horoscope stuff, um, because, it, I mean, I don't know, I just don't believe it, right? Now, I don't wanna, um, see, they follow the zodiac calendar and I, I understand the importance behind that calendar. So I understand the importance behind the charts and the patterns in the sky. I understand, I understand all of it. Now, as far as the Zodiac stuff, as far as, you know, you were born in March, so you're a Pisces and your attitude is kind and, you know, these things like that, like, okay, whatever. You know, if people are gonna have fun with that, great. I don't believe that part of it. Um, Okay, so the person who, who, who follows the stars can in some ways be seen as a fortune teller, right? Now, let's examine that real quick. So, in some ways, they kind of are, no? But how? You just said you don't believe in the Zodiac. Um, yeah, right. But remember what we were talking about earlier? is the sky can show us things to come, but in the heavenly bodies, right? So in some ways, the guy who follows the charts, the guy or the gal who follows the charts of the skies can see when something is way off, when, oh, hold them up. This isn't supposed to happen. This has never happened, you know? When a particular planet is way out of its station, or a particular uh, um, zodiac symbol. You know, when these things start moving around up there, there's bigger problems going on. So in some ways, in some ways, um, that person kinda is a fortune teller, sort of, not really, but they'll be able to see something happening. Like, he'll see when, when calamity is coming. You know, something like that. 
<laughs> because 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 these charts are going to change dramatically something that so when something happens in in the chart in the charts that has never happened before then uh oh watch out the end is the end is nigh <laughs> yeah um so now let's think real quick <sighs> okay cuz i started off thinking whether or not something like this can be part of the thesis and i think there is there is a little nook a little uh, uh, notch in there where it can slide in because we're looking at ancient thoughts ancient theories ancient ideas and and one of the most ancient uh, behaviors that we can definitely that science has definitely been able to conclude is is sky watching star watching and charts and charting so humans have been at this for a long time now whether that skill was given to us whether it was revealed to us or rather or whether it was invented by us there's huge significance behind it there's a huge there's huge scientific uh mathematical significance uh to the study of the stations in the sky and in enoch they told him the importance of that the angels the gods god whoever told them the importance of 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 why it's of why watching the stars is important because of the order that they show us and with that with that order that appears in the skies uh we will know when something huge uh is going on. And when I mean huge, I mean extra uh you know, out from outside of our our planet. Este what what we got to try to comprehend is when we look at these things, when I'm looking at these ideas, remember we're talking scientific astronomical, you know, scientific possibilities. You know, a a a a star exploding that happens all the time right and it has happened and it will continue to happen why because it is the cycle that a star goes through and and most stars i think i would assume safely that most stars have uh, a system around it a planetary system So if that star blows up, then planets are toast. So when we look at Earth, when our sun dies, we're toast. Like I said earlier, whether or not man will be around when that happens, uh there's there's no telling. We don't know. But if we are, we have uh 
we have a skill on earth, humans do, to be able to foresee it. Now, what good would it do? Because we live in reality, right? What good would it do? Well, at least at bare minimum, at least we'll know that the day of the Lord is near. So you must prepare your soul. What do you mean? One day in our distant future, mankind will know that they are doomed. They will know ahead of time. Why? Because they've been looking at the sky for a long time, tracking objects, tracking the planets, tracking the stars, looking for order, looking for the anomaly. And it's not far-fetched to think that one day in the near future, in the distant future, mankind will look up into the sky and there will be a sign in the sky. And experts and everybody will know that the end is near. Nobody knows when, nobody knows when that will happen. Only, quote-unquote, God knows when that will happen. But it will happen eventually. Because it is, a, it is part of the cycle. It is part of the cycle of life. We're talking on Easter about the cycle, and, and it's a constant death and rebirth. Death and rebirth, death and rebirth, you know, death and life, death and life, death and life, cycle, 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 over, over and over. Suns explode, stars explode, galaxies collide, planets are struck by, by wayward objects, comets, meteors, big chunks of rock that are just floating around in space. The end will eventually come, whatever that end is, and however that end comes. We will know in certain ways. Why? Because this wisdom that has been passed down to us for many, many, many millennia, like, we have no clue how old some of this wisdom is. For the benefit of mankind. So we started the show today by asking, why have we looked into the sky? Why has mankind always looked to the sky and charted the planets? And I think we've come a little bit closer to maybe understanding why it is so important. You know, some people believe in God. Other people believe in Mother Earth, nature, right? 
Some people believe in science. Some people believe in different belief systems. The zodiac, I mean, you know, you were born in March. So your attitude and your perceptions are this type of, you know, because you were born in this station of the sky, you know, like, okay, people believe that too. Now, personally, I don't know much about that science, or it's not even a science, it's more like an art. But when you look at all these different things that people worship, the earth, right? Some people say, God is our, um, earth is our God. Other people say, Mother Nature is our God. Some people say, the sun is our God. And there's other God, the way we understand him. Then other people understand God in different ways. But when you kind of look at it together, I think we're all talking about the same thing. Some people believe in science. Why do we separate all these things if they are very similar? Can't, can't they all exist within the same... Um, Sphere, sphere or realm of existence? I mean, because look, if God, seeing this is part of the thesis, so we are, we are working through it. You know, if God is everything, if God is order, if God is these processes, science, gravity, the way the DNA splits and cell production and reproduction. You know, if God is all of that, if that's what the ancients tried to tell us what this God is, people have been thinking of what God is and ways to explain it to us for a very long time. Couldn't we say, that, uh, that everybody is correct? Couldn't I say that the people who say earth is our God because it provides us with everything that we need and we came from the earth? That's correct. Because God is everything. God is the earth. The people who think the sun, because the sun created the earth. We came out of the sun. They're correct. Because this concept of God, the everything, the I am, the existence, is. The sun is part of that existence, part of that being, part of that cycle of creation and destruction. Mother Nature has a way of doing things. Yes, Mother Nature is God. I hope I'm not confusing you. Um, I hope I'm not confusing you. What I am trying to say is all these forces, whether we decide to call it Mother Nature, uh, Earth, the Sun, 
these different forces. They are all subordinate under one, one power. And I think the ancients are trying to explain that to us, is that God is, and we're constantly told, God is beyond your comprehension. He is greater than anything you can ever even imagine. Beyond your comprehension, we are constantly told, rely not on your own understanding. Because the ways of God are way different. Now think of a primitive mind trying to figure out the stations of the sky. Think of a primitive mind trying to figure out gravity. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like these things are, and even still, we are modern, we are scientific. Um, we know some things where we are today, but even still can't, are not able to grasp the greatness of what this idea that we call God. We are not even able to grasp how huge and how powerful and how amazing this thing is because we can't comprehend it. Our minds, we are told, our minds cannot even begin to comprehend it. So what do we do? What do we humans do? We develop beefs amongst each other because I think it's this way and they think it's that way and this other people think it's this way and then so we all kind of have a beef because I think I'm right and they think they're right and everybody knows they're right and you know. And I think in the end we're all, we're all wrong. <laughs> Remember, we're not pushing religion here at Thesis. We are examining and exploring some of these ideas. We are exploring some of these ideas. And that's part of the thesis. It's, ex it's exploring the idea of what exactly is, what exactly is this wisdom that the ancients are trying to teach us? And what can we add to that wisdom? And through examination, and through deconstruction, and through um, inquisition, <laughs> we can get a little bit closer. We can get a little bit closer to these ideas and understand these ideas a little bit better. You know, and they all have their all. They all have their little uh, slot where they fit in my thesis. And at the moment, we are we are early in this process, so we are putting all these things out out here, putting them, starting to try to put them a little bit together to maybe get a better picture, because this is going to be a long process where we work things out, where we work through things, and it's going to take time, but we'll, de we'll develop, uh, we'll develop that thesis as we go along, and we're going to always constantly, constantly be looking for, for these moments when we can we, we can interject the thesis and, 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 and explore a little bit and then insert this slot uh, wherever it may fit and explore these ideas together. I've always wondered about the sky. It is so beautiful at night. You just sit there and you look up, especially if you're away from the city at night when all the lights are off and it looks so amazing and so beautiful.
I mean, we are drawn to the sky almost even naturally, almost, seems like. Like there's something deep inside of us that yearns whatever is up there. Sky. That's why we watch it. That's why we keep an eye on it. I like that. Sky watchers of the world unite. <laughs> yep. So let's keep our eye on the sky. <sighs> For the signs will be in the sky. Interesting. I think we got through that pretty well. I think we did pretty good on that one. Maybe as time goes on and it comes back up, we'll go through it. Uh, and, and I'll go through some inf information, maybe something more pertinent. We'll see. But I think we did good. All right. Well, I think we can wrap it up for today. Um, that was pretty good. I want to thank you guys. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for coming back day after day. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed today's show. We got a lot more coming, a lot more stuff coming. So please check your feed often. If you like what you hear, please tell your friends about us. And have them uh, share it, share the show with them. Have them take a, a listen to us, see what they think. I hope you are having fun with us. We're having a lot of fun uh, on this end. And just from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you for being there with us. Um, it's going to be a fun, a fun, uh, fun journey together. All right, guys. Check your feed. I will see you soon. Thank you, and I love you. This has been Thesis. Everything is everything with your host, Jay Marie.